Hi, you guys. It's Betsy Beers again, and you are listening to Scandal Revealed, which is the official scandal podcast of the fine television program Scandal. It's official. It's official that it's official. I also just want to remind you that we are not just a podcast. We're a multimedia platform. So if you're listening to this podcast, keep in mind that if you're enjoying yourself so far, which just means that you haven't listened very far, you also have a lot of things to look forward to next week which is Thursday, May 2nd. The episode is called A Woman Scorned, and that's at 10 o'clock Pacific time and 9 o'clock Central time. But I also want to remind you that we have live tweeting going on during the episode and the live video chat, which means you get to see people. You don't just have to listen to them like you're listening to me right now. Thursday, May 2nd at 1 p.m. Pacific time on abc.com. You'll get to see an assortment of your phenomenally favorite scandal actors with their faces in front of cameras talking about the episodes. You guys know what I mean because you probably enjoyed Katie and Guillermo's sparkling appearance on the 25th. Enough about all that. That's coming up. I am very excited today because we have a special guest combo, which is in homage, honor, tribute, whatever you want to call it, to the latest episode that hopefully you have just seen, which we numbered as 219 but it's actually called 752. As you know, all, all of our episodes have numbers and they also have um, names. And 752, which you now understand because you've watched the episode, which is why you're listening to the podcast, Guillermo Diaz. Hello. And the lovely, sparkly, and vivacious George Newbern. Hello. Who's using his radio voice and Hello. plays Charlie, who we've never actually gotten to talk to in this context before, which is great. So. Yeah, Thank you so much for coming. Um, George actually does a fair amount of voiceover work, so if you notice that his voice is very melodic and caramelly and sensual, that's probably why, because of his incredible work he's done both in feature films, television, and also voiceover work. Thank you, Betsy. You're welcome, George. <laughs> so <laughs> clearly we're getting off to a good start here on this, uh, on this phenomenal podcast. Now, as is tradition, um, Guillermo today is wearing a really nice suit. I've got to say, he's been super upping his game recently. He's got this very fancy sort of blue and white, very, very mildly patterned pants and suit jacket and some really incredibly excellent high top black leather sneakers that are made by fancy ass Alexander McQueen and their Pumas. I'm just saying fancy ass Alexander McQueen and a very nice white shirt. Uh, George has brought his A A game with a slightly short sleeve, slightly western looking. Um, a little, maybe a little tight. A little tight. Yep. A little tight, but but I think relaxed. It's a nice relaxed look. It's a kind of, it's got a little nice yellow and sure blue does. print, mm-hmm. and he's wearing mm-hmm. a well-fitting pair of blue jeans and yep. a very impressive watch. Thank you so much. It's so Timex. I just, yep. it's a Timex. It's just a Timex. It's a Timex, which would go very well with your Alexander McQueen sneakers, I would like to say. And I just want you to know he's holding his shoe up so the mic can see it. Mm-hmm. Nobody understands why. Who's Mike? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I decided to pull out a ball gown today. So I'm in a bright yellow, (laughs) big collared ball gown because I like some lace around Mm. the neck. So I Mm. thought a big, fluffy, lacy neck would be really good as we're moving towards the end of the season. And some super pointy shoes. Okay, so 219... 752, phenomenally intense episode. I think great because we learned so much about the history of you guys. Yeah. Why, why Huck talks the way he does? Why is he so, he's so, he's such an odd bird, right? He, 
Um, and and the episode is great. It flashes back continuously throughout the episode, and and we we see where Huck meets Charlie, and and how Charlie is involved with B six thirteen, and you just get so much information. It's a yeah, it's a really great episode. It was it was re- extremely intense to shoot mm. for me. I'm sure I don't know how George felt, but yeah. it was very. I couldn't uh, stop laughing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was nonstop comedy. It, was. it really was incredibly That's nonstop right. comedy. It's true. I think what's so so lovely about this show, and specifically about what Mike, Mike, the character Charlie, has sort of been revealed to me as, is it's not ever what you think it is. And especially as the actor, you're you're sort of you're being informed by what you are every episode, and you're mm-hmm. you're trying to fill in the gaps. You're not you're not given the backstory, and then now here's the character. It's you're sort of going. What's mm-hmm. the word in reverse? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's mm-hmm. and I think it's refreshing and uh, actually a- absolutely terrifying for a lot of the guest cast because they never know when they're going to be shot in the head. So so <laughs> so knock on wood. Luckily, I haven't been killed yet, as far as I know. I think one of the great things when we all met Charlie was he was super intriguing from the beginning because from the moment you walk into this diner and he's pouring tons and tons of sugar <laughs> on his cereal. Where did that come from? Did, did I did I do that in there? There was there I, was definitely. I, I don't sugar. know if I can't remember editorial if that wasn't was put there? In there. It was it wasn't the first time we see Charlie, but it was one of the later episodes. The later when he's episodes. Pouring a ton of sugar. There was but some, I think that was yeah. So I couldn't. I just remember, remember you pouring was, sugar and coffee yeah. or something, and it was endless. And yeah. us thinking, wow, that's, that's wow, that's something. that's something. And then later on, we find out that Charlie loves pastries and uh, bear and claws, then, and all which that. you guys don't know yet. Um, no. So that Probably. comes in the next episode. Yeah. yeah. But by the way, you Sorry. guys, that's an excellent uh, little little <laughs> tease. It's life imitating art because I freaking love the baked goods. Do you? I he loved. Does. Oh, I can't. He brings me oh, sometimes. God, he brings me a little piece of cake while we're oh, God, in, in between it. shots. He's like, "Look I'm here, a, I'm, you got to try this, I was, this piece I'm, of cake." I'm from and I'm the like, south. Oh, I'm from yeah. Arkansas, and uh-huh. we uh-huh. were raised on sugar dough, fried combination uh-huh. of sugar, and all of the fried everything. sugar. Oh, <laughs> Shipley donut, Shipley's donuts are the best donuts. Really insane. Nice. I think there's a little soy flour in it. I think a little soy and potato flour and some other magic crack sauce that they put in the South, and they dip it, and it's so good. Okay, so you know, one of the things yeah. I love about this podcast is you yeah. learn all these things yeah. about, we had one where Jeff Perry gave a recipe for some strange stew that he likes he to did. make. Did yes. he scream it? Did he scream it? He kind of did. Yeah, just a little bit. He rubbed his face a bit <laughs> while he was speaking, too. He did some face rubbing, right. and he did a little, oh, mm, ah. But we did learn a lot of stuff yeah. about the cooking, and now I know all about donuts in the South and mm. fried sugar mm. and all sorts of good things which is mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting yeah. right it's great we we were talking about as, as a cast that shonda writes stuff that is so close to the actors sometimes stuff comes up like uh, olivia swimming she she kind of wrote it incorporated into the script and and carrie was actually on the swim team and oh, she, it happened with darby something ca- yeah something yeah. came up with darby and she was like i don't know how shonda knew this but next thing I know, it's in the script, and it's stuff that we're very familiar mm. with and feel very, you know. I had to. a long conversation with Darby recently about this, where she yeah. she said, "Do you? Did she? How does that happen?" Mm-hmm. And it's weird. It's like it's. I think everything just sort of starts to mesh together. Mm-hmm. Like, it's an amazingly organic thing. But over yeah. and over and over again on shows on, on the shows that we've we've done, we these things and they come out in the character and they seem totally normal and it feels totally normal but I think she picks up on energy mm-hmm. and it's also the same thing when 
people work really well together? Because one of the things which was really interesting immediately with you guys was you worked really well together and you had this really interesting kind of odd it's contrasting energy. It's crazy. We're both from Puerto Rico. From Puerto Rico, Spanish. los dos. You know, you look just so much alike. I know. It's so incredible how much... man in America. I just wanted to say, not so much. <laughs> but it is you, you. You could be twins. <laughs> I know. It, it's like they're sort of twins. Uh, sort of yeah. like Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and um, Danny DeVito. Yes, be twins. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but one of the things I love so much about this last episode too was you really. It's what you were sort of saying, George. It's like you invest in Charlie so much that by the time you get to the end of the episode, when you let Huck go. Everything we've seen, all these episodes previous to this, makes sense, which is how the two of you guys can't quite let go. Let of, go of, of the of this this thing. weird deep yeah. family. Yeah. It's like a fraternal. It's like a fraternity, like a dark fraternity, where yeah. the, the sort of uh, vulnerability of of accepting the membership mm-hmm. in this yep. thing, you yep. can't let it go, and if you do, then you're dead. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, it's like a, there's a there's a death that you'll never be able to reconcile. Mm-hmm. I, does that make sense? That totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And no. we're the only ones who know. I mean, obviously the other people that are in B six thirteen, but we know. Which is a great we vitamin, by the way. Same, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I feel great on B six thirteen. A lot of energy. Yeah. You get a lot You're of welcome. energy. Yeah. Sorry. There's, there's a lot of lot of hauling boxes around storage units right. that clearly you needed some right. a little peppy boost right. to do that. I'm but sorry, we came. You, no, that's okay. I'm so used to you interrupting me. Um, <laughs> Heard the truth hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but we all came from the, that same dark, dysfunctional, like terrible place. You know what I mean? And there's a, like a familiarity with with us, and it's hard to let that go, even though it's horrible and we kind of hate each other. But but we still have that that in common, and we don't want to let that go. Some that and somewhere. the thing both of you, you know, the secret. Ick, which is both of you like your jobs, yeah. which right. is mm-hmm. right. like a key thing. Right. And right. you don't ever, right. it's something you don't ever think about. And I don't think it's really ever been examined before in this particular way. As we've seen shows about, like you Batman know, mobsters and people. It's like Batman, it's yes. Batman and Superman. Superman yeah. is, uh, is a, it's just much more black and white. It's about, very straight but, ahead. Straight, but Batman actually kind of digs part of the, the dark side of his job, mm-hmm. although he's working for, he does flip over to the side of good. But yeah. he's, he could be pulled the other way, I think. But it, and it's also for an audience. What happens is you watch and there's you think, oh, I've never. This is just that's right. appalling. Right. And then season one, you take a drill to Charlie, and I'm like, you go, man. Yeah. <laughs> this this guy knows where Amanda right. Tanner is. Right. I mean, come right. on. And then you right. stop yeah. yourself right. and you right. think, oh, that wasn't attractive to me. Right. That was that was a bit awkward. That I was nice. kind of. Right. So with each time you invest in a character and the character gets screwed with, so now that interestingly for me, I really invested in the relationship between you guys in this episode. It's going to be harder for me if anything happens to Charlie. We're not saying that one way well, or the other. Well, that makes me. I'm just fine with that. To because, be honest with you. Because it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I met. I, I I did a movie last uh, Christmas up in Vancouver, and we met. There was a gentleman who I think he was working in the atmosphere or something, and he was really handsome, tall, fit guy. And his wife is beautiful tennis teacher in this small British Columbia town. And he said, "Hey, we're going to hike on Saturday. You want to go with us? We're about six or seven. So I go. We're going to hike. We go up, and he's got a sled dog and all the rest of it. And I said, "What the? What?" Do you what do you do for a living? Where where did you come from? You have like, a sled dog. Oh. I just said what what is I'm something's I'm missing something here. And they had this big beautiful chalet right up in the middle of the hill. They rented it out occasionally, but they seemed to be pretty wealthy and and young and handsome and fit. And I was like, something's wrong here or something's different. And I asked him. I said, what do you do? He said, well, I you know I used to work for the British uh, Special Services, uh, Special Forces. 
Turns out over the next four hours, he proceeds, and it's just me and him and his wife and some other person were just stalking it. And he proceeds to tell me, not state secrets, but these guys burn out quickly. They they go. To, he's just under forty, and wow. they do some stuff. He said would make your hair curl. And wow. um, he had wherever these guys go when they quote unquote retire, they have to register whatever town they're in. They have to register with the local police. And where, whenever they travel, they have to let the people let the FAA know, the airlines know, the local police guys know, because they are um, an asset. They can be. They don't want them to be compromised. They don't want them to be taken and, and extracted. Wow. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. And he said to me, and he's he said, I said, tell me about all this terror stuff. He said, he said, you would not believe how many things have been interrupted in the United States that we never hear about at the at LaGuardia and JFK. It absolutely wow. terrified me when I left wow. the hike. I said, this was supposed to be a nice hike outside. Wow. That's, that's not relaxing. It's yeah. not relaxing. But, but it, was, it, was kind of, it was kind of amazing. So he, Bear Grylls, a guy, Man vs. Wild, was in his unit. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and uh, just kind of interesting. Which, by the way, just a side note, he said Bear Grylls can't eat regular food anymore. He's so used to eating bugs that he gets sick on, on regular food. <laughs> So. You know, that's a different kind of protein. It is. It is. It's just a different kind of protein. It is. It is. You know, while you're talking a little bit about your movie career here, George, Stephanie F. at Mr. F. Cali says, I had the biggest crush on George Newbern when I saw him in Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, wow. <gasps> it was my, like, second job when I came to L.A. and I was 22 and I didn't, I um, uh, had a, I think I had, like, a Paul McCartney haircut or something. I had really weird, long, bulbousy <laughs> hair. It was and, um, from eating all the fried food. That's right. South, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yes, probably. Yes. <laughs> the fried sugar. You, you got to lance it. Except you something else exactly. It just, just let it, to, yeah. let it weep. Did you play Elizabeth um, Shue's love interest? I did. I did. Yeah. I, I, I'd just done a TV movie with for Disney with her, and then she got this next movie, and then I kind of, like, two wow. months later, I got to go be her boyfriend again. Well, what you know? was your first movie? Um, a movie called Fresh with that's Sam right. Jackson and, uh, yeah, Giancarlo Esposito. And I played a guy named Spike. Linda Houston at Gentle Gale wants to know, will we see Huck and Charlie working together again? What do you guys think? I would say probably. I hope so. I would love to see so, Charlie and, and Huck kind of get together and work on something together yeah. as as friends and, and not not enemies. That, that would be kind of... Yeah. Exciting. You know, the interesting thing about the about this show is the challenge of constantly retightening the coil of the story because mm-hmm. I, I, I saw in the fourth episode that this president got shot. And I was like, well, they either jumped the shark or these guys yeah. really know what they're doing. And clearly they know what they're doing. Yes, to answer that question, I, I think that they should work together. I think they need to tighten that coil back up again. Um, a couple of different people actually <clears throat> asked sort of similar questions. Mr. Diaz, is it hard being serious all the time while acting as Huck? Also, it, do you think Huck and Quinn are going to fall in love? I don't think Huck and Quinn are going to fall in love. I kind of like that they have a brother-sister relationship. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to happen, but it is kind of hard. It's, it's, it's hard because I go home, and it's hard to shake it. It's such an intense place I have to go to, and it's hard to shake it, and part of me doesn't want to completely shake it because then I have to be in that same place space tomorrow yeah. and the yeah. next day after that. So it, it is a little bit it, – it is a it is difficult, but so rewarding and so, and so worth it. But I, I definitely am ready for a break just to be happy for a while and smile a lot and, and not, not be Huck for a little bit. Latrail Courtney at Trail Court wants to know, did Charlie put Huck in that box? Yes, yes. definitely, yes. definitely. Yes. Okay, I think that conclusively answers the question yes, it that it was yeah. you, that you were the guy in the baseball yeah, with the, cap with the, with the yep. tire iron. And, and he with was around iron. when they put me in the hole, but he didn't necessarily just himself put me in that hole. That was 
Crosby and right, 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 right. Be, the B613 right. heads. Yeah, and in fact, one of my favorite <clears throat> scenes is that one where they put you back down again and Charlie's standing there and mm. Charlie literally says, we're going to put you in there for three months, I think it is, two months two or three, months, two yeah. months. Well, the, the, the boss is oh. in, I'm like, really? Did they, yeah. you have you seen him? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's like, and there's this moment you can see where you see like no. this look on your face of, Oh, that's that's not so good. That's not okay. Yeah, yeah. Or it and could think, be me. Oh, like, a, yeah. It could be me. Right. It could be Charlie. Mm-hmm. It could absolutely yeah. be. Um, <laughs> one of our favorite tweeters, Nero Perla at Capri0906, wants to know what is the worst job you've had while getting your career started. I was a I was a dishwasher, in a in a small restaurant on Elizabeth Street in in oh. New York City. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I lasted there for about a month. That didn't go yeah. so well, huh? And I had already done a, a few. I had done a movie called Party Girl and a movie called Half Baked. Like I, I was kind of like I people and people. So people were recognizing me, and, and there I am, um, watching. Because I, I I washed dishes for a little bit, and then I became a a food runner. So I was serving people food, and people were recognizing me. And that that was really difficult to have to be like, yeah, that was me in that, yeah, that was movie. Me. <laughs> you want some, you know, Fries salt? Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, that's. That's bad. Was that your last food service job? Um, Besides, yes, of course, it was. Mm-hmm. bringing Charlie Biscuits yes, occasionally on set when he's hungry. <laughs> that's right. So that's it good. Was. And then you never had to. No, I mean, again. I had I had other jobs. I had like a few other jobs after that, and then and then luckily I started working enough that I didn't have to do anything else but act. Mm-hmm. What about you, George? I I, um, I think one of the earliest things that when I was in high school, I've, I've been doing plays and musicals and stuff for since I was twelve or thirteen, and I thought. I thought the biggest thing that I would ever get to do was dance in the chorus because I was I was like a ballet guy. I danced ballet for like eight or nine oh, years. Yeah. yeah, I thought I was going to be in the chorus on Broadway. It's like, oh, that's what if I could just Super get cool. to be in the. So I did a lot of musicals in high school, and I was in Hot Springs, Arkansas, living in a crappy little motel, and I was doing a a musical in this amphitheater at nighttime. I don't not making any money at all, but during the daytime, I worked as a a ride operator at the local theme park. And I, I would okay, run. I would run, the, I would run the kitty. I would run the do the kitty rides for half the morning. And my next shift was I had to walk around as a costume character. The co- the character's name was Ziggy, and he looked like Charlie Brown, but they couldn't take Charlie Brown because of the copyright. <laughs> so his name was Ziggy, and he looked just like Charlie Brown with a big zig with a big zig on the thing. But he was called Ziggy. And I, it, in Arkansas, it's 125 degrees in the summer and 100 percent humidity. So <laughs> this was then the nadir. That's a good word. Nadir of my summer was at the end. Some girl had before me had gotten sick in my Aww. costume head. She had thrown up, and it, you could see. I, it, she was right there. She had thrown up, and I could see a little bit coming through the little screen. A little bit coming, and I was like, I was like, I can't get in there. They said, No, no, no. We'll clean it up. We'll get, we'll get, in ten minutes. We'll clean it up. So what they did, they swabbed it out and put like Charlie perfume in there. Speaking of Charlie, oh my I smelled God. Charlie perfume to say a gag. So I had to put the head on. It smelled of vomit and Charlie. Oh my God! And, and 120 degrees. So all the rest of the, all the rest of the day I was like, okay, it's got to get better than this. It's got. You know, wow. Yeah, you know, but that's as bad as it got. The rest of that I was been, I've been really blessed and lucky, but that was bad. <laughs> that's pretty. See, I had to when I was working in New York and I, I was in between jobs. I had to dress up as a China doll in in a department store called Altman's, which I think I don't think exists anymore, but. And I remember it was one of those, it was Christmas holiday. I was mm-hmm. I was acting and doing comedy in New York. And I obviously wasn't acting or doing comedy or I wouldn't be dressed up as a China doll. <laughs> and I used to have to walk around the China floor, which was right down the, 
the way from the toy floor, and another friend right, of mine was right. dressed in a huge, right. horrible, smelly teddy bear outfit. And I was wearing some amazingly horrible <laughs> BO-stained, uh, like, classic 1910 dress. And anytime anybody came up to me, I'd have to say, hi, I'm top of the hill. I'm 12 inches tall. I was first created by the company in 1897. I'm purchasable in these bra- and did it for like, and I kept running into people from like college. Did it was know? one of that horrible oh things. No, You're no, dressed in this no. stinky ass outfit, oh, no. and you just no. smell like poo, and you look <laughs> terrible. And <laughs> your other friend is probably getting drunk in his like yep, teddy, teddy bear, bear outfit because he could do things right. in the outfit because nobody knew what he was doing. And you, you had it was, your face. Uh, it was I right there. Oh, it was so bad and so humiliating. God. But I've got to say, Charlie and Vomit is oh, just oh. the worst thing. I'm now feeling really lucky that I was a China yeah. doll. Yeah. I heart Hawk at Huck Is It um, wants to know, are we ever going to find out what's on page four or five of your personal file? No. Okay, that was an excellent answer to that question. I think conclusively we can say no. Well, you kind of find out in, in the episode we just saw in 752, you kind of find out all these horrific things that he did, wrapping uh, people in plastic and, you know, b- b- torturing people with, with a with a, uh, acetylene torch, right? I mean, all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, all that. So, I mean, I think I th- that's all. I think, I think, yeah, I think that that definitely is it. There might have been a very other large thing that yeah. maybe we'll find yeah, out yeah, about maybe later. Yeah, we'll find out later. Mm-hmm. You never really know. One last question from Michelle R. at Shell Bell Russ. Once you go black, you never go back. Black ops, that is. What's your favorite Charlie and Huck scene? I would have to say the first scene we had together in the diner. That I was love fun. that scene. That was he, fun. Yeah, that when was Charlie really, makes really fun, fun of of Huck's name, Huck Finn. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah was, I love that. That scene. was that was a great day. But uh, then I also love the scene when when Charlie is holding Huck's baby. In the episode oh, we just saw in Seven Fifty Two, and the and he yeah. turns to Huck, and Charlie's just looking at Huck it's like, um, Holy crap, with, with you've my got baby, my, with my Huck's baby, baby in your hands. Oh. That's God's, yeah. What is so cool about the relationship with these guys is that it's like this. <laughs> no, it's like this um, sick friendship that I think Charlie wants to see the best in Huck, mm-hmm. but he it may not be pretty getting there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I and I feel like he's almost like a like a, an old. Uh, older brother kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah. a little bit to him. That reminds um, me of the scene we did outside of the house when you're like, you have to get rid of your family. You, you, you know, or what I'll are take you doing? Care of, or yeah. I'll take care of it for you. That's you don't know big what's brother real. like right. telling, right. you know, the little brother like, take care of your stuff, like fix this. That totally comes through, which is what's really great about the relationship. It's really fun to watch that relationship grow yeah. and continue to change. Yeah. So all the more reason for you guys to continue to tune in because as you, as you know, on this episode, we left this in in quite an emotional place, but mm-hmm. also with a lot of questions dangling. I think we can pretty much guarantee in the next couple of episodes because we've got all originals coming up till the season finale, which is super exciting. So you got to sit and watch it in real time with your wine and your popcorn and your Olivia Pope dinner because your drill, your drill, your drill, I think, <laughs> your drill and maybe a, lo- maybe a lollipop for uh, mm-hmm. for Charlie. That would be kind mm-hmm. of a nice thing. Please don't forget to watch next week when the episode is called a "Woman Scorned." And We're the gonna... woman scorned is directed by Tony Goldwin. It's Tony oh, Goldwin. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tony Goldwin. And he's also... so great. He's, he's so, so great good. to work with. What a yeah. good director. I See, really and he's yeah. not only an incredible thespian. You're going to watch him direct himself presidentially and romantically, and it's going to be it's going to be good. There's going to be live tweeting, which is going to be amazing because the cast live tweets, as you know, and I watch. 
from home and wave. Please remember that we're live video chatting Thursday, May 2nd at 1 p.m. That's 1 p.m. our time, Pacific time, on abc.com. You guys love the live video chat. You get to actually see people, and we'll have an incredible, fun-filled, action-packed group for you for the next the next broadcast. So thank you guys so much for um, coming and joining me in my office and keeping me from going crazy by myself. Pleasure. Yes, yes. Thank you. This is Betsy Beers reminding you, please watch Scandal Thursday nights, ABC, 10 o'clock Pacific time. Also, while you're doing that, you're going to want to watch Grey's Anatomy. It's an excellent show. They're doctors. They wear um, scrubs. <laughs> they go into surgeries. They save lives. Sometimes they have sex in on-call rooms. And there's some really, really good stuff heating up the next few episodes of Grey's Anatomy. There's a really big thing coming. You are not going to want to miss that either. So just sit there. Sit there for hours on end in front of the television set with ABC Tuned, and you'll just make us all super happy, and you won't regret it. I will be back next week with another podcast and another hopefully willing victim. Have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Take care.